More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, today I'm going to talk a little bit about golf instruction. If you've listened to the podcast, you know that I am back uh, teaching golf. I took a little uh, hiatus. Actually, it was just, I was still teaching golf. After I got done helping Tiger Woods, which was the 2010 Masters, I didn't teach private golf lessons up until just recently. Now, I still talk golf. I mean, I, I, I'm on Twitter, and I uh, give golf tips on Twitter to people that send in their swings on there. And by the way, you can find me on Twitter, at Hank Haney. Uh, I did a bunch of corporate outings and would teach golf at those clinics. And so I still, I still and, I, and I taught friends. So I still taught golf. But I wasn't given individual golf lessons. But anyway, just start, just started teaching up again, and uh, built a studio in uh, Paradise Valley, Arizona. Actually, it's at our our new house. So if uh, you come to take a golf lesson from me, you will be coming to my house and my uh, new golf studio. I've got a, a indoor golf simulator. I have. A it's a foresight golf simulator, which I've been told is is like the best. Uh, and then I have an outdoor practice uh, facility area that was built by Celebrity Greens, who builds absolutely the best uh, artificial turf golf areas that I've ever seen. Got room to hit a fifty-five yard shot. I've got outdoor hitting nets. I've got an uh, incredible putting green, two sand traps. One of them's a stack sod bunker, which is really, really cool. And I'm I'm back uh, I'm back teaching. But but what I've been thinking about, and what I want to talk about today, is how golf instruction has changed over the years. Now, when I first started 
coaching golf. I work with the John Jacobs Golf Schools. I had, had uh, played golf in college, majored in education, took lessons from Jim Hardy, who's a you know one of the best golf instructors in the world. And Jim got me involved with the John Jacobs Golf Schools. And at, at that time, I mean, this is back in the, you know, early 80s. And at that time, the only way you could really get to one of the better known instructors, and I, I say better known because I'm, I'm not necessarily saying they're the best instructors, although I thought they were. I thought the best golf instructors in the world were John Jacobs and Bob Toskey and Jim Flick and Peter Costas. I mean, I, I thought, though, and they were the ones that taught the, either the John Jacobs Golf Schools or the Golf Digest Golf Schools, and I thought those were the best golf instructors in the, in the world. Now, I'm sure there's plenty of other great instructors at the time, but those are the ones that I knew of and the ones that I thought of as the best. And the only way you got to one of those golf instructors was to go to a golf school. That's where they taught. And the reason they taught golf schools, it's really, really, really simple, is they taught golf schools because they made more money teaching golf schools. Because there's nothing better about teaching a group lesson or taking a group lesson than there is compared to taking a private lesson. There's nothing better about it in any way, shape, or form. Don't let anybody ever try to tell you anything different. So the reason people went to golf schools back in the day is because that's how they got to those top instructors. And the top instructors all taught golf schools. Back in the day, and I'm talking, you know, when, when I first started coaching golf, which is, you know, 19, you know, what, 78 or whatever, uh, 77, a long, long time ago, 40, 45 years ago. But back then, the top instructors did not really teach touring pros. There wasn't all this uh, touring pro teaching going on where every single touring pro has a teacher. And I'm sure they all had coach. Jack Nicholas had a coach, Jack Kraut, and he worked with them every year. But you, you didn't hear about these teachers as much. You heard about the teachers who taught the masses to play the game and to play the game better. They, they, they taught amateur golfers, and that's what... Toski did and, and Flick and John Jacobs and they they did it at these at these golf schools. If you wanted to see these guys, you had to go to a, a, a golf school. I'm sure they taught private lessons somewhere, but they were you know they were booked and it was hard to get in. And if you wanted to to get an appointment, you were going to go to a to a golf school. That's kind of now now it's totally changed now, and it's you know changed as the years years went on because golf instructors started teaching touring pros. And that, and you know the big the big boom kind of happened uh, honestly in, in like the early '80s when I started uh, coaching Mark O'Meara, and actually Mark O'Meara uh, was talking to Nick Faldo, and of course Mark was the greatest student any coach could ever have because Mark just loved to tell everybody what he was doing, and when he had some success working with me because. We started off, and he was 124th on the money list on the PGA Tour. And two years later, he was second on the money list on the PGA Tour. And all of a sudden, you know, everybody thought, you know, Hank Haney must know something. And 
and I and I've said this many times. If it wasn't for Mark O'Meara, nobody'd even know who Hank Haney was. But Mark actually is the one who told Nick Faldo, because Nick Faldo was talking to Mark about what he'd done with his golf game, and he said, "You need to, you need to get an, an instructor." And that's when he hooked up with David Ledbetter, and and then David Ledbetter became famous, and 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 it, it, things started changing, where now the best instructors were teaching touring pros. And the golf school still went on, but the better known instructors, all of a sudden they started being touring pro teachers, as I, as I call them. And now today, I mean, that, that's, that's everyone with a reputation teaching golf is a touring pro teacher. Now, it doesn't mean that they're actually the best instructor for teaching an amateur golfer because it's, it's, I think it's, a, you know, although it's similar, it's not exactly the same skill set and certainly they don't make the same mistakes because most people who uh, are amateur golfers slice the ball. 90% of the people who play golf slice the ball. And then you look at people who are touring pros, they tend to hook the ball. And you don't, you know, you see a lot of amateur golfers that top and shank and sky the ball. And those aren't exactly ball flight mistakes that you see with, with professional golfers. So it's a different, a different kind of mistakes for sure. But the touring pro teachers are what dominate the, the, the game today. And the uh, teachers in, in yesteryear that taught the masses to play, they were the ones that, that, that dominated the, the the game, so it's 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 been a, a a total total flip flop, and you know, John Jacobs and Bob Toskey and Jim Flick, and you know they're the the guys that when I was starting teaching and, and studying the instruction and how to teach and watching those guys teach, there was a huge huge emphasis on swinging the hands and arms and. You know, swinging the club, and you know, there's a lot of talk about that, and and you know, now you know, there's there's not as much of that. It's it's you know, it it changed, and all of a sudden, people talk about you know that you're using your body, and you got to do this, and you got to do this with your body, and you know, your your hips and your shoulders, and your this and your that, and there was always this debate that went on, you know, what's more important, the hands and arms or the body. And, you know, it, you know, people would, would debate that and they still debate that. And, you know, I, I always say you have to have both. I mean, you know, but, but you can have the greatest body motion there is and not swing the club and you really don't have a, a, a golf swing. Now it's not likely you're going to have the greatest body motion and not be able to swing the club, but you, you understand what I'm, I'm trying to say is that you, it has to be a golf swing. You're swinging the club. And the one thing that professionals do really well is they have a swing. They have a swinging motion. And amateur golfers don't really have that. And that's why uh, the the instructors from yesteryear, the Toskies and Flick and Jacobs, and, uh, and they used to talk about swinging the hands and arms and swinging the club. And they were great at teaching the average player how to play the, the game. And then touring pros already had that swing. They have great hands, a great arm swing, and they need to maybe use their body a little bit better to make it more efficient and to get the timing right and, and coordinate everything together. Let's say it's it's a, a, a totally d- different, you know, mindset and and approach to it. And just like just like individual lessons are different than the 
you know, golf school approach to things. And and it's it over the years it's just it's it's changed so much. And I I uh, I reflect back on that and I think about it. You know, because things tend to go in full circle. I mean, will it turn and go full circle again, and will it will it will it come back? And 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 that's one of the things that's kind of uh, you know pushed me in, in, at this later stage in my career. Yeah, and I, I kind of feel like like I've kind of gone gone full circle because when I first started, you know, coaching, I, I, you know, I was just like any any. Any teacher, any coach that starts off, I mean, they, they, they give you the junior clinics and they give you the beginner clinics and they give you the lady clinics and you're trying to get people to swing the golf club, some get some semblance of a swing and the body just kind of turns to get out of the way and you because you, 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 you're in your way when you set up to the ball, you have to turn to give yourself room to swing the club and you turn going back and you, you swing the club back and you swing the club down and your body's in the way again. So you have to turn and get out of the way and then you swing the club through. And John Jacobs used to call his two turns on a swish. He said, you turn back, you turn through and in between those two turns, you, you make a swish. Most people don't have much of a swish. They don't, they don't have that, that swing, but touring pros do. And they oftentimes need to work more on the, on, on the the body turn, so so I I taught the beginners and the juniors and the in the ladies clinics and the golf schools. I taught with the John Jacobs golf schools. I taught with the uh, Pinehurst golf schools and, and and was the head instructor at, at those schools for for three years. And, and that's where I met Mark O'Meara at Pinehurst Hotel and Country Club. But I learned, you know, to teach amateur players how to hit the ball and how to play better. And then I started teaching touring pros. And then my career just kind of went in, in a, I still taught amateurs, but it was shifting more toward professionals. And through my career, I taught over 200 pros. And then, of course, you know, the last pro I ever taught was arguably the greatest player ever in, in, in Tiger Woods. And that's, uh, so it, it's it's a different kind of in, in instruction because, you know, <laughs> the touring pros have a swing and they move the club and you got to work with and, and and you know every better player i've said this many times every, every every better player in the history of the game you know f- has fought a hook at one time or another i'm not i did I, i'm not saying that that you you can't be a great player without hooking the ball but the road to good golf goes through a hook it doesn't go through a slice you can go from hooking to good golf you can go from slicing to hooking to good golf you can go from slicing to hooking to learning to fade it you're a, you can get to great golf but no one ever has just gone from slicing to to good golf it, that that leap has never happened People will use an example like Lee Trevino and Ben Hogan. They used to hook the golf ball. They were terrible, terrible hookers. And then they, you know, learned learned to to to, to fade it. And then they became better players. But but now uh, I'm back teaching amateur golfers, and some are really good, and some are not so good. And and it doesn't really matter to me because I like helping anybody. I, I you know when when you help touring pros, people make this assumption that oh, you just want to help touring pros. And I mean that's like it, it's. Honestly, I just like to help anybody with a with a willingness willingness to learn and and and, and a good attitude and that, that anybody that wants to get better. I don't I don't really care how good anybody is. It's it's you know I mean uh, I joke and it's not really a, I'm I'm only half joking when I say this. But you know when you when you teach the beginners and you teach at a club level, 
when you're first coaching, you think to yourself, man, wouldn't it be nice to have somebody with some talent? <laughs> and I got to laugh when I'm saying that because a lot of times you're working with people that, you know, I mean, it's, it's tough. You know, there's not a lot of, you know, athletic ability there. And in, in, in some cases, that's just the facts. I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't mean they can't get better. It doesn't mean they're not going to get better. It might take a little longer, but it doesn't mean they can't do it. Everybody can learn learn to do it. That's the thing I love about uh, coaching golf. But you think that. You think, oh, man, wouldn't it be great to work with somebody with some talent? And then you spend, you know, 35 years or whatever like I did coaching touring pros, and you think, man, wouldn't it be great to have those amateurs back? Uh, because coaching touring pros is no uh, – is is no walk in the park, but it, it's a it's a different mindset. It's a different skill set, and I think it's it's different with with coaching too. And you know, now in my career, I'm kind of, I kind of feel like I've gone full circle. I'm going from teaching, you know, amateur golfers starting off, and then I started teaching touring pros, and then I worked you know almost exclusively exclusively with touring pros and then now here i am you know back back helping amateur golf and i, and I actually have this this a, a new video series out that i did with performance golf zone that's uh you know people are really really enjoying it. and it's called the one shot slice fix you can go to one shot and check it out if you are if you're a slicer I, my whole pitch is i'm going to fix your slice in one shot and you know, we had all kinds of test people that we did, and in one shot, every, everybody, you know, fixed their slice. Now, it wasn't one swing. We had them take a you – know, there's a series of practice swings you have to make and a whole system you go through to get this dialed in, but it's, it's you know, relatively quick. I mean, it's very quick, and then the first shot, people hook the golf ball. And that's a it, – it's, it's, a, it's a different – you know, kind of of teaching. It's refreshing. It's 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 fun. It it's fun to help people who just you know want to play the game and and uh, you know love the game and want to get better. Not that touring pros don't, but they they already play great. You know, any 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 amount of help that a a coach gives a touring pro. You know, even though the adjustments might be really slight, they might turn into to be huge results with with that particular player. But you don't see the big leaps, you know, with that that you see with amateur golfers in terms of you know, uh, the guy couldn't hit it, and now he can, and he hit a big old slice, and now he's drawing the golf ball, and you know, you go from a beginner to a you know, scratch player, that's a, that's a jump. I mean, a touring pros, you know, trying to shave one shot off his score. It's just a whole different, 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 uh, situation, a whole different kind of coaching. And it, it it's, uh, it's interesting how it's, it's it, the whole dynamic of, of coaching has, has changed. And, and today there, there aren't as, you know, as, as many golf instructors, I don't think that, that try to build their reputation by helping the average player, you know, or, or the below average player, the beginner. Like I love helping beginners. I love introducing somebody to the game of golf and getting them to try to, you know, hit the golf ball and enjoy the game. I mean, that's a, that's an, an incredible challenge. Just to, to me, just as big a challenge as it is to helping, you know, a, a touring pro try to 
you know, move up from wherever they are on the, the money list or the FedEx Cup or the world ranking or whatever they go by nowadays and, and move them up to, to wherever you can possibly get, get to. It, it's, it's, all, it's all a challenge. But I got to be honest with you, as much as I enjoyed helping touring pros, I enjoy helping amateur golfers more. And I think the style of teaching that helps amateur golfers is something that, you know, is is missing a, a, a little bit more today because because most golf instruction like is is geared towards touring pro teaching. I mean when you when you watch on you know YouTube or wherever you get your golf information, you know, you're you're probably seeing golf instructors that coach touring pros because those are the ones that have some kind of reputation and they're pro and and their spiel a lot of times is kind of similar to what their spiel is when they're they're coaching those those touring pros not sure that's the best way to help help somebody who can't swing the golf club and remember i said swing it's a golf swing. I, I, I used this analogy the other day. I was playing with a, a, a friend, and uh, we were on the course, and he asked me about his swing. And I, and I told him, I said, Jim, I, it's the golf swing. And I held the club by the end, and I swung it back. I just let it swing back. I said, I said it's like a swing that's hanging from a tree. And that swing swings back and forth and back and forth, and it's a it's a it's it's a swing. It has a, a rope or a chain, and it swings. It's attached to the tree, and it swings. That's a true swinging motion. And I kind of sh- showed him just here's this club swinging back and through. I said, it, it, with your swing, it's it's like the club is is surgically attached to your body. And the only motion that you're making that moves the club is this body turn. And it's just, it looks like there's so much effort. There's so much effort. And there's no swing. The club is is not swinging. I said, you need to relax your arms. You need to relax your hands. You need to let the club swing. It swings back over your shoulder. And he says, oh, I don't have to keep my arms. I said, I don't care if your arm bends or whatever it does. Just get the golf club to swing. You, we, right now, we got maximum effort and no hit. Let's let's get some swinging motion, get the club moving, and we'll 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 start start from there. I said it's 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 like your to get your swings attached to the tree. This is what I told him. I said your swings attached to the tree, and the way you're getting the tree, you're, the way you're getting your swing to move is you're you're uprooting the whole tree and shaking it, and as you shake the tree, your 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 swing moves a little bit. Just because the whole tree's moving, there's, there's no there's no swing. And sure enough, he started swinging the golf club, and and you know he he, he got that, and and you know what he sent me a message, and this guy's like a ninety something shooter, and he sent me a message the other day, and he said, Hank, I, I've been doing so much better. He said, I you know what I broke eighty for the first time, you know, a week ago. He said, "Thanks so much for for the the you know the help." And that 
I mean, that's not like coaching a touring pro that wins a major championship. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, but it is something when you're a coach that, that makes you, you know, you, you feel good. You enjoy it. It's it's fun. All right, I'm going to continue on this. Subject. I, got, I got a couple more thoughts on um, – how you could best improve if you're looking to improve your golf game. Okay, I've got two free offers for you. One is my Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. Go to VoodooPainRelief.com. Get your free Voodoo Pain Relief Cream there. If you've got arthritis pain, joint pain, muscle soreness, whatever it is, this product works. It's absolutely fantastic. matter of fact, uh, my my, uh, friend is a soccer coach. He hurt his knee. And I'm underselling my product, okay? I said, you got to try my Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. I'm going to give you some. And his knee was swell up like a balloon. And I, I, I told him a little bit about it, but I didn't, you know, I didn't go into great detail. I, I, I like to undersell things, okay? And I saw him the other day. He said, Hank, it's unbelievable the results that I've gotten from your cream. He said, I know there's something wrong with my knee. I think I got torn meniscus or something. But since I've been using that cream, my, my swelling is down. My pain level is down. It's It's been unbelievable. He said, I tried all different things. And he said, that, that voodoo pain looking works so good. So anyway, if you've got a, a muscle soreness or joint problem or arthritis or whatever, try, try this product. It, it, it's free to try. Go to voodoopainrelief.com and check it out and you'll get that. And then my other offer is, is haneyuniversity.com. Three times a week, we're sending out video tips and uh, you will get those in your email box. And there's also some other great offers and you can also find out all the information you need to know about uh, taking a golf lesson from me at my new studio in Paradise Valley, Arizona, and it's HaneyUniversity.com. So go there and check it out. All right, we'll be right back. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is that is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it would have been Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Right, so this is where I, I, I kind of started off today talking about how you could um, best get better at, at golf and, and kind of how the golf instruction industry has, has changed. Here's what happened with golf schools. You see, for, for forever, you know, people have been throwing out these numbers that there's like, you know, 25 million golfers in the United States. I mean, that's kind of the same number they've been throwing out forever. You know, somewhere, and it's gone down a little bit. Maybe it's 22 million. I don't know. Maybe it was 20 million when I started. I don't know. You know, 20 million golfers in the United States. So here's what happened to the golf school business. Because golf school business has kind of died. There isn't really, you know, it used to be lined up 30 people to go take a golf school. And I, and, 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 I had a friend the other day. He said, Hank, I'm thinking about going to a golf school. Where, where should I go? And, you know, I, I gave him the names of some, some golf schools that are, you know, really, really good. I said, if you want to go to a golf school, you know, and have a nice social experience and get some good instruction, um, you know, there's there's places you can go. And then, you know, and, and you know, here's – this golf school and that golf school. I said Piners has a great golf school. Jim McLean has a great golf school. I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's, those are great learning experiences for sure, and they're and they're fun social experiences too. But when you line up twenty or twenty five people or thirty people in a school or whatever they have nowadays, I don't know. Maybe they don't even have that many now because the schools have changed. But how much individual attention are you really going to get? See, this is one of the reasons why golf schools died in the United States as, as they were known back in the day. One, as I explained to you earlier, the top teachers no longer taught in golf schools. So that, that kind of went away. It was, you know, you could, you could find these teachers a different way. You know, they're, they're expensive, but you could find them a different way. I mean, my lessons are expensive, but, you, but they're available. Take a real lesson. You know, as people say, I, Hank, I've had lessons. They didn't do me any good. I said, well, you haven't had a lesson from me. You haven't had a lesson from, you know, David Ledbetter or Jim McLean or Butch Harmon. Or, I mean, you haven't had a lesson from those guys because you wouldn't be saying that if you had. You wouldn't be saying I didn't get any better. That that doesn't happen when you take a, a, a real golf lesson from somebody that really knows what they're doing. It's just a, a whole different different situation. But – but what happened with golf schools is is that the top teachers started stopped teaching them, 
And then the other thing is, there's twenty, you know, twenty million golfers in the United States. Okay, so I, I was, I thought about it this way. I said, you know, okay, that number's not growing. Okay, so of that twenty million people in the United, how many people, how many of those people take even take golf lessons or would take a golf lesson? And that number might be five million. I don't know. Okay, of those five million, how many people could afford to go to a golf school? I don't know what that well, might be. Maybe that was two and a half million. I don't know. Maybe that's even high. Maybe it's two million. Of those two million, how many people could could afford to take, you know, four or five days off? You know, because I mean, most people only get a certain amount of vacation. They have to do something. You know, take a family vacation or whatever. Can they just take a golf school vacation? Of that two million people, how many of them could could even do? It? Maybe it's maybe it's down to one million now. Of those one million, how many of them have already been to a golf school and wouldn't wouldn't go back again? And I always and I th- I thought this a long time ago. I thought uh, you know unless golf really grows, this is a business that's dying. This this golf school business is 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 gonna gonna die. So the golf school business today is really just individual stuff. Like we just we did a school my my. my uh, teaching partner and buddy Rick Silverman and I did a school last week for, we had three guys. That's, that's a, that's a golf school nowadays. You know, <laughs> golf school nowadays is one guy or two guys or three guys, you know, small groups where you get a lot of, and we had three people with two instructors. I mean, that's now that's, you know, one and a half to one, you know, ratio, you know, back in the day, it was like a 10 to one ratio. How are you going to get any help with a 10 to 1 ratio? I mean, seriously, how's that going to work? I mean, think about it. Just to divide up the amount of hours you're going to practice. And how many minutes is somebody actually helping you? How could that ever get me? You know, it's just, it. that was the way it was. And so, so now that, that it's, it's very, very, very small groups. That's the best way to get better. If you want to, you want to get better. I mean, private lessons, very small groups, and the best instructor you can find. And here's how I kind of define the, the the best instructor. What what level of you know golf is, is your game currently at? And where, where do you aspire to be to? Now I you know not every instructor is gonna have taught the greatest player in the history of the game. That's obvious. You know, if if I was interviewing an instructor or checking out an instructor, I'd think, okay, um, you know, have you ever gotten a player to the level that I aspire to be to help them achieve that level? Uh, you know, I mean, if you're an 18 handicap and you want to be a single digit handicap, I, 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 you know, I'd ask the instructor, you know, simple question. Have you, have you helped people get to the level that I want to get to from where I am right here? I mean, you know, how, how many, you know, people have you helped that have, you know, improved their handicap, X amount that have won club championships, that have won city tournaments, that have won state tournaments. Uh, you know, how many juniors have you taught that have gotten, you know, college scholarships? Uh, how many have you ever taught a player that, you know, made it to the PGA Tour? Have you ever taught a PGA Tour winner? I mean, the, you know, the, the, there's all different levels of coaching. The best instructors, they answer all these questions in a positive way. And that they've done all that. And all it is is just repeating a formula that you have. Like I know a formula and I have a formula for helping people get better. I'm not, I'm not like 
making this up. I'm not reinventing the wheel. All I'm doing is just repeating a formula that's worked over and over and over and over again. And it's the same, you know, and, and I, I could do the same thing with a beginner or an amateur or, a, you know, club player or a touring pro. Wouldn't matter. You know, I know the formula. Just repeat the formula over and over again. But make sure when you when you go to take a golf lesson, if you do, you you give yourself a chance. So you're you're not one of these guys that say, "Hank, I took lessons; they didn't help me at all." You know why? Because you didn't you didn't listen to me on this podcast, and you went and you you, you wasted your 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 money. And here's not here's another thing you can do. You know you can you can find uh, you know free advice. It's all over the. It's all over the internet. It's all over YouTube. You can, uh, you know, send in videos of your swing. I, I look at people's videos on on uh, Twitter, and, and you know, I, I might give a little comment. You know, uh, Steve Johnson reviews videos of people that send their videos in to, to golf schools at HankHaney.com. You can send your video into there, and. You get an idea of what, you know, we would tell you. And then if you go to, to, to take a lesson, and I'm not, you know, this is not being critical of, of any particular instructor, but, you know, like if they don't tell you one thing, not one thing, like if I gave you a list of things that, that I thought you needed to work on and you went to an instructor and they didn't tell you one thing, that I said, that's pretty clear indication you're not at the right place. <laughs> because no matter how people like to talk about how much better their instruction is or different their instruction is, um, there's very there's there's a lot of similarities to what the better instructors teach and coach and and see and. If somebody's not telling you anything at all, like something you might have researched or heard or or seen, and hopefully you have some idea what your golf swing looks like and feels like and maybe what your mistake is, you certainly should know what your ball flight mistake is. What's your big miss? Where do, where's your bad shot go? That's the key. And if you have that, then you know you're you're stepping you're stepping in the right direction. All right, hope everybody enjoyed my little rant there on golf instruction. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, you can hit the follow button on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. You make sure you get the podcast every day. Remember to go to HaneyUniversity.com for your free uh, instruction on there, the video tips that I send out, and, and go to HaneyUniversity.com to find out about the uh, golf lessons that I'm giving in Paradise Valley, Arizona. And then... Uh, your free Voodoo Pain Relief game at VoodooPainRelief.com. Uh, we will uh, be back again shortly on the Hank Haney Podcast. Hope you're listening. Uh, have a great day. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you soon. The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 